Welcome to the Sports and Media Show with Jeff and Joe. Jeff Owens is the WEIU-FM director at Eastern Illinois University, and Joe Gisandi is the author of Field Guide to Covering Sports. The Sports and Media Show is a sports podcast that talks about the media's coverage of sports. Now, let's go to the show. We are back post-Thanksgiving. I'm Jeff. I'm Joe. This is the Sports and Media Show. Hope everybody had a great Thanksgiving. Glad to be back on the podcast. Two weeks off. What's happened in the world of sports and media in the last two weeks? Well, the one good thing, Joe, the NFL could be a little bit happier. The ratings are starting to increase. Well, that's what they kept saying was that it was going to go up because the political discourse has... has well, I guess it's stemmed a little bit. Yeah. Maybe not. The election's uh, over. I guess. But we yeah, can say I that. guess the the uh, the fights on the debates on television are over, and the cable networks aren't getting yeah. as much as they used to. And honestly, the games mean a little bit more right now as we're gearing up the right. final six weeks, five weeks of the season. You know, the playoff implications. You know, Thanksgiving you can kind of think you think about football and family, so I think that helped. But you know, the NFL ratings have spiked. They've had some good games, and uh, and that really matters too what the matchups are. You know, and so that helps a lot. But at least the NFL can uh, you know try to move forward as we head into the holidays. Holiday season, so that's the other numbers. Now you were talking a lot before we started the show about you know Colin Kaepernick. He can't stay out of the news. <laughs> no, uh, and give us uh, your thoughts on the Kaepernick going to Miami and all that uh, hubbub down there. Well, well, it's interesting because as we've said, he has the right for his own opinion. Uh, but what I'm always interested is we talk about here is the is the media coverage. So. Uh, the Miami Herald, which has, I, I used to live near that area, a, a huge Cuban American population, some of whom are, who were took off from Castro. Yeah. Well, a, a reporter from Miami Herald, Armando Salguero, wrote a really great column right before, literally a couple of hours before Fidel Castro died, uh, and recounted his experiences with Castro and how utterly ridiculous it is for, for Kaepernick to, to posit him as a role model in any way, even though he was one of two on this, on this, I think it was a shirt, I think, with yeah, uh, yeah, it was Malcolm on. X and Fidel Castro, and they yeah. had one meeting. But what he doesn't bring up is that F- Malcolm X refused to ever go to Cuba because he saw how bad it was. And and this column, if you ever, if anybody wants to have a chance to check it out, it's uh, unrepentant hypocrite Colin Kaepernick defends Fidel Castro. It's from uh, November 25th. It's just a, it's just a great, great piece of journalism because he does try to look at Colin Kaepernick's side, and this is how good journalism is supposed to be, yeah. but ultimately shows the ridiculousness by using facts and also some personal uh, history. You almost wonder if Kaepernick, you know, he kind of was out of the news and now he got back. It was, did he want back in the news? Did he really like being the limelight of this whatever kind of motivation he's got behind his his thoughts i don't know well and and this one it was um each week in the nfl they have a certain player or two that's on the conference call with the beat writers from the miami and and uh, who are covering the game and uh, this writer brought it up immediately and he was trying to explain himself and he said some things that salguero thinks it caught him in a lie he goes Colin Kaepernick's not a stupid person. He goes, he had a 4-0 in his high school. He's doing all these other things. He believes that Colin Kaepernick is is trying to maybe revisionist history of what he did and why he did it. Um, I don't know. It could be what you said, too. I have no idea. Well, when you say revisionist history, it always reminds me of Jeff Fisher because everybody <laughs> acts like the Titans were one touchdown away from winning that Super Bowl that was the one yard away. Yeah, when he got tackled on, like, inside the 10-yard line. But that would have actually tied the game, but everybody right. acts, you know, in, in revisionist history, like, you know. Uh, now, Jeff Fisher's been in the news this week because the Rams and Jeff Fisher have pretty much uh, alienated themselves and excluded themselves from Jeff, uh, Jeff Dickerson. I mean, uh, Eric Dickerson from being on the sidelines during any Rams game. 
game. Um, they're trying to spin it that you know he it was who he brought. But interesting, you know, when you think about the Rams, you don't. There's not a lot of star players to think about, but the one you do think about would be number 29, Eric Dickerson. And now Dickerson and the Rams are kind of at odds against each other. Yeah, and Dickerson actually traded away, right? Yeah. He had a great career actually in Indianapolis. He was always angry about that. Um, when I first heard this, I was thinking that Eric Dickerson was still doing some things in the media, and I found out he does do a drive show, like a three-hour show, I yeah. think, in L.A. So my, my first thought was, journalistically, he shouldn't be asking for passes because journalists aren't supposed to. There's all yeah. kinds of – we were talking about ethics a couple of weeks ago. I hear all kinds of stories. Someone's covering a game, and they're trying to get tickets for their girlfriends or their mom or whatever. It's absolutely prohibited from the SPJ Code of Ethics. But then I saw – the comments were really Eric Dickerson is Eric Dickerson is was, yeah. was causing the problems, right? Yeah. He was asked a question, and he answered it, you know, honestly. And the Rams didn't like his answer, was what it came down to. And you know, and let's face it, the Rams, you know, the, Jeff Fisher kind of on his show this, you know, the the Hard Knocks had basically said he wasn't going to take any any bad record this year. They were going to make the playoffs, and he kind of put himself in the spotlight. And the Rams are struggling. They have you know very little offense, and their their vaunted defense is not near as good as people thought it was going to be. And no. The ratings are horrible in L.A., by the way. They got beat by everybody last week in terms of the ratings, so, so people are not wanting to go to the game. $200 parking, uh, which is crazy. It's $200, $200 to park there? Yes. Holy the cow. So people are, you know, they're not happy about it, and so uh, it'll be, uh, it'll see, the, the honeymoon might be over quick in L.A. Uh, for football, but then the owner comes out of the Rams and says Jeff Fisher's pretty much safe. Well, something... That's usually the kiss of death, though, right? Well, it is, except um, I think their chief operating officer is a former agent. Yeah. And one of his clients is Jeff Fisher. Oh. So how do you talk about a conflict of interest? Uh, that would that's, the, that's a gigantic conflict of interest there, so... I don't know. Interesting. The NFL is always in the news, either good or bad. But uh, you know, the the, the that's the only way the Rams are going to get in the news. They're not making the playoffs, and and they've alienated themselves from a star. And and you know, what, and what I didn't realize was and until I heard this on I think it was the Dan Lebertard's show is Hall of Famers are are get free admittance to any game. Oh, they do any game. You just show up if you. They must have some badge, and so they, they can, can just walk in a stadium. Any doesn't football. mean they get on the sidelines, but they get in any they game. Get in any stadium. Okay. If you, if you get that yellow jacket, you get a Hall of Fame. You, you're, you're basically it's a free ticket to every NFL game. Sure, that that sounds absolutely fair. That's, that's pretty cool. If part. you're if you're one of the greatest players of all time, you should be able to walk in any NFL game. Uh, so but but on the sidelines, what's always interesting is everybody thinks they know journalism and public relations, and they don't. And one of the stories said that Jeff Fisher was trying to get ahead of the story by saying, oh, we had a nice, casual conversation, everything. They didn't think Eric Dickerson was going to go out there and then say his side of the story. And they don't think that they're going to like him more than Jeff Fisher who, or the Rams, who really aren't L.A.'s team yet. Yeah, that, two two generations ago, maybe. And the thing is, people have the right to their opinion, and and, and some of the stuff that Dickerson said was he, you know, he was football related. He didn't think they were they were very good. Didn't think, didn't understand why they weren't playing the quarterback. You know, all the stuff he said. It wasn't like he was saying that they were bad people, they were criminals, and and, and calling them names. He just gave his football opinion of, on the progress of the team. And I mean, honestly, the progress of the team is very. It's simple to see. They're not very good. They blow late leads. They they don't have much of offense. They they drafted Jared Goff number one overall and waited eleven weeks to play him um, when their other quarterback wasn't doing very well. So, no, I mean, not at all. And they set themselves up. Uh, 
and so here it is it is and so that's I, probably more rams and la and dickerson talk than we'll ever use again right right probably never again <laughs> what i'm wondering though is also maybe they jeff fisher is able to as a journalist you have plashki and everybody else out there covering them as a journalist they expect that criticism but they're thinking eric dickerson's an insider and now they don't want it allow that criticism and they're I, i'm wondering if it's something along those lines that they took it far more personal because you and i say something's like ah, this stupid yeah. sports writer but this is eric dickerson yeah well and he got news for them and it like you said they had to know that dickerson was going to be asked so it, it's interesting as the, we use that word a lot but it's uh, funny how uh the Rams and Niners, two of the poor teams in the NFL, are, are the topic of so far of this <laughs> yeah, sports media funny. podcast. Yeah. Now, there was good news in sports. I thought last night, I didn't even realize this, To my middle son came up to me and goes, Dad, the Major League All-Star game now doesn't mean anything. That's the best news ever. With the new collective bargaining agreement that they, I guess they figured out last night around 10, yeah. 11 or something like that. Um, it, it shouldn't mean anything. You know me and you. We're both baseball. Uh, Maybe it should be some spring training game now is going to take the place of that, right? But it's a, it just, it's fascinating to me that it's taken this long for Major League Baseball to figure this out. And I'm glad, I'm glad they got the collective bargaining agreement done. You know, the, you know, and, and from a media standpoint, that makes the winter readings next week something where you get a lot of juice and a lot of people love to go cover those. But, I mean, this was, an, this was a no-brainer three or four years ago, and it's taken them this long to realize that an exhibition game in the middle of summer, has, it really affects – uh, you know, some, I won't say the outcome of the World Series. Obviously, the Cubs went to Cleveland and won Game Seven. But as a Cubs right. fan now, wouldn't you have loved to have seen that Game Seven where it belonged to be in Wrigley Field? Or maybe they would have lost. They seemed like they were kind of uptight in Chicago. <laughs> maybe they would maybe. have lost the series. There you know, you, you just you just don't know about that. Yeah, um, yeah it's it's the, the collective bargaining agreement, things like that. They they don't get as much coverage, but it's so powerful. I mean, it's been getting some coverage, but. Um, I don't know how many people actually read these things. I, I, I did last night. I'm reading it all. I'll probably read it again, take some notes to try to remember all the things in there. But uh, like the luxury tax, I don't know how many fans know much about that. Something about the threshold. If you don't spend so much money, you could lose a draft pick. If you spend too much money, you, you can lose a draft pick. And so it's right. You know, I, I just went over the, some of the details, but I was just more excited about the All-Star game. Now the All-Star game will be more fun to watch because it's meaningless. Think about that. I, yeah, I I, I never really cared much. I mean, it, it, it didn't bother. It, it bothered. I think it's ridiculously stupid and dumb. But I didn't really care. But I, I know what you're saying. It, it's it's an exhibition yeah, game. Let's have some fun. Go root and watch the guys right. and hope that your team players get in and do that. Yeah. And, and remember, this was a uh, a reaction to that tie All Star game. Yeah. They had it all. Oh, we'll have have a meaning. It's like okay, well, so it's who cares? Fairly ripped for. I mean, what yeah. else were they going to do? They couldn't call in extra players to pitch. <laughs> oh. They were out of players. No, but, and it was an exhibition game. Okay. There you go. Uh, Michigan-Ohio State uh, got a lot of media attention, mainly because after the game, uh, Jim Harbaugh, the Michigan coach, went right to the media and blamed the officials and said the officials were you know, bad, didn't like the calls, and, and did his usual whining, as Jim Harbaugh, right. all, Harbaugh all, all Harbaugh brothers do. Uh, but you know what's funny is it's now been you know, five or six days and nothing from the Big Ten, whether he's going to get fined or anything. Oh, he did. He did get fined? Yes, I, I think it was this morning. Okay. I, I read something about it. They fined Michigan $10,000, and I forget if what if there was anything against him, some sort of sanction with him. But it was Joe it, Gisandi with the breaking news. <laughs> well, I like that. Not, maybe not too breaking, but. <laughs> but, uh, you know. 10, 000, yeah, so it's a $10,000 fine and everything, but I. 
I don't understand why people aren't allowed to. Uh, I, I mean, I do understand. They don't want people ripping into their referees, but it's it's things like that that feed into America. This whole notion of you can't speak your opinion. Well, I you, hate this. I agree. In a free country, why people can't say things. Now, again, I think you should be able to say the officiating is poor. The officiating, I, I disagreed with it. You just can't get personal. You know, correct. Call guys names or, or whatever. But you should be able to have an opinion, or. Conversely, should the media be allowed to ask coaches about the officials if they know that a coach can get fined? That was the other thing that was brought up, and 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 nobody's going to tell the media what they can't ask. Well, no, I think I think you have to. I would ask, what did you think about the because people that's the, that was the big question yeah. because watching that game, I don't know if you were watching the game, but um, when uh, J T. Barrett went in for that surge. It didn't look like he I had was, the first down. He was, he was, fortunately for him, he was for, on that previous run, he got caught and it looked like he was going to be an eight yard loss and he made it pretty good. But in the NFL, they have much better camera angles. They do it a lot better than this. I was listening to that game on the radio coming back from a wrestling tournament, so I didn't get to see it till later on. The angle I saw didn't look like he get, got it, but the, the above angle looked like he may have got it. And I heard, uh, I don't know, some guy, it might have been Mike Golick, said, you know, if I, if I had to. If I watched it ten times, five times I thought he got over, and five times I thought he didn't. So I don't. It, it, it wasn't an egregious call. I no. agree. It was. It was one that I'd say I, I'd weigh more sixty, seventy percent. I think he made it. Uh, I think I did, he got did not make it. I yeah. did, I did yeah. not make it. But but it was close enough. You can't overturn that based on that. They didn't have the angles were pretty good, but the NFL has far more of those. Yeah. But even they make missed calls. Oh yeah. And the NCAA likes to make theirs quick too. They don't wait around a lot. So if they, if it wasn't obvious that he didn't make it, I think they just say, "Hey, we're going with the play on the, the call on the field," and that's what they did. And, and, and you know, in, in college, and that didn't cost them the game. Keep it, in mind, this is what I always remember about. We talk about revisionist yeah, history. Right, right. That's what we'll name this show. Revisionist that's right. Revisionist history, history is all they had to do was stop them the next play, and they didn't. Oh, we ran right in. We ran right in. And so everybody, you know, that play did not cost Michigan the championship. That play cost Michigan a first down, and then they didn't make a tackle the next play. Yeah. They right. didn't touch the guy. Well, go back to the Cubs, you know. Bartman didn't cost them that. It no. was Alex Gonzalez Alex missing that, and then, you they know, game seven. pitching and, and all kinds of different things. And plus a game seven. Absolutely exactly. right. Um, other things in the news, I, as I look over at my notes, uh, NASCAR was, the ratings were, as we talk about media and sports, ratings were abysmal. Uh, NASCAR is going to have to figure out something, or I don't think they will be on major networks in the coming years, because I just don't think NBC or ESPN are going to put that on in prime time and, and just lose viewers and lose money. Yeah, it's 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 interesting this year too because there's been some great storylines. Like uh, uh, Jim Johnson won this, I think it was seventh, his seventh, yeah. which ties him with uh, Richard Petty and uh, Dale Earnhardt for the most numbers of titles um, in, in NASCAR. I mean, he's a tremendous guy, a, a, a really good story. Um, NASCAR changed it to adapt to media coverage, trying to get you know the way they had those uh, uh, you had to qualify to the be in the final, in the, the chase. Yeah. And um, it just didn't catch on. It just did not catch now, on. From from a person who doesn't follow NASCAR that much, other than I like to just say who won this week, so I can talk about it. I really don't understand the points and how they, you know, the, the, how they advance through the weeks as they head to the chase. It is a little confusing. Now, maybe the guy, I mean, the people inside the sport understand it and they know exactly where their guy has to finish. But it is a little bit confusing, to, to be honest, from a layperson's point of view. But 
again, when you talk about sports and media, NASCAR being down, and just 10, 15 years ago, it was the big hope. It was the next big thing. And well, I, I could hear Daytona International Speedway from my house where I lived. Oh, really? I, was, I lived 30 minutes away, and you could sometimes hear it. I would drive by it, the Orlando Sentinel. That was our, one of our biggest beats. Um, people down there were loving it. I haven't been down there for 15 years, I mean, living there, so I'm not sure what, what the coverage is. But it seems like they're still getting the crowds. A good friend of mine's in charge of PR for Texas Speedway, and they keep f- filling up that place yeah. all the time. But you're right. The rate, I, I think part of it is, you know, we we're talking about Thursday night football beforehand. I think it's saturation, which is in the United States, we have so many sports. There's limited resources to cover different things. So when you have baseball going to November, I think that's wrong. Yep. And, you, you, and, and then you have the hockey seasons we've talked about. The playoffs go way too long. I don't oh. want my hockey championship my in June. She goes, what do you mean it's starting again? You guys just watched it. The Penguins win the championship. I mean, it really does butt up. There's hardly any time off. Yeah, it's June. Yeah. I mean, and, and then the NFL is pretty much that's okay for their schedule. They haven't expanded it too yeah. much. Uh, but NASCAR should not be having its championship in October or November. No yeah. one cares about it as much, especially their fans, which are really big college football down south. Yeah, and the other thing is they have their Super Bowl to start the season off in the Daytona 500. Yeah, that's I I, I always thought that was interesting. <laughs> you know, Daytona Internet. Yeah. So, um, the other thing that's possibly going to affect ratings, I know there's a lot of people in the, in the golf world, is that Tiger is back. Yes, he is. Tiger Woods is back playing this weekend, and I don't know where, but I know he's playing somewhere. And I know that everybody in golf has their fingers crossed that he comes out healthy this weekend because Tiger Woods is ratings. I mean, that's you know, there's there's no doubt about it in, in the golf world. Yeah, it's. Um, I, I used to work maybe a half mile from where he lived. Um, and, and actually, I have, I have a Tiger Woods story. All right. Uh, where it's a, I don't know how good it is, but... Uh, um, <laughs> well, you tease us, so we have to... Yeah, we'll have to. This is the greatest story ever, so hang on. <laughs> let's, let's go to a commercial. Um, we, I lived right next to where a bunch of NBA players... Like, we had Ken Griffey regularly walk on campus and play catch with Barry Larkin and things like that. Yeah. So uh, I'm in Subway. And a lot of them go in there. You think, oh, they go to Subway. Well, they, they, they're people. They, they go into Publix. They're doing all these things. <laughs> and um, walks in, and the woman looks at him, and, and he knows, she knows exactly what he's going to get. Well, someone next to him goes, wow, did anybody ever tell you you look a lot like Tiger Woods? <laughs> and he goes, I get that a lot. I get that Didn't, a lot. didn't tell who he was and everything. That's awesome. Yeah. That's, a good, that, that's a better Tiger Woods story than I have. Uh, but I think uh, Tiger Woods is uh, fantastic for it. Big names are always good for it. I mean, think about the senior tour years ago when Jack Nicklaus and those guys, it was huge. Now the senior tour, eh, yep. not too many big names. I hope he comes out and I hope he wins a major. I really do. It's I, good for I, the golf. It's good I, for golf. I, the most amazing shot maker I've ever seen in golf. Just yeah. tremendous for it. What other kind of things do you have on your agenda? We have a few minutes left today on the sports. Well, I, I, I was wanting to revisit maybe something about Thursday night football as yeah. far as the coverage. Different um, stories coming out of that, you know, um, that, you know, that eventually it came out that what well, they said they weren't going to have maybe get rid of Thursday night football. Right. Now the NFL just flatly denies it. So what are your thoughts? Well, you know, when you're having that many games, I know the players had other issues and that's not really something we talk too much about here. Uh, but when you're getting so much coverage, you have – you have your Sunday slot of games, then you have your Sunday night game, and then you have your Monday night game. Thursday night's not, I mean, it's not a big deal. It's, Monday night Thanks- football was huge because it was just Sundays, yeah. right? Well, Thursday night is only needed on Thanksgiving. I mean, that's, that's football. I don't right. mind those three games on Thanksgiving. Sure. The other ones are usually, they're unwatchable. 
Yeah, and you're not going to get the same media attention. Sunday yep. is dedicated media-wise to f- NFL. Saturday, college football. Monday night, it's it's that one unusual big event, yep. just like Sunday night football is now. But Thursday, who cares? I have one minor gripe about Sunday night football. Yes, they have the new intro intro song. Mm-hmm. It's terrible. Yeah, well, I mean, we, they they got us cooked on. It. I've been waiting all day for Sunday night, and then they switch to this another song. So NBC, come on, you're killing us with that. Well, you can't beat Bo Cephas. Come on, I know. You Are you ready for some football? Well, at I least mean, this one was close, and then they just said they said I got old already, and I'm like. <laughs> I don't. I don't get it. So I digress. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. You have to have that beautiful lead into it, and the helmets, yeah. the helmets, just uh, sort yeah. of just explode, <laughs> and yeah. yeah, it's because like, Hank couldn't keep his mouth quiet. And that, that's yeah, but you know, did they ever expect him to? He's oh, you know, well said, you, Joe, you, well. you, <laughs> and he. And so what if he said what he said? Any other thoughts of sports on your mind this week? Really, I, not a whole lot. I mean, those were the big things going on. I, I think it'll be interesting going forward to uh, to see how the NBA. Um, I was listening to some, um, uh, looking at some attendance and TV figures. I don't know if we talked about it here. I can't remember. It's been two weeks. I'm too old to remember <laughs> some of these things. Um, the NFL's Super Bowl gets, what, 100, 100, 100 million people in this Basically, country, right? Yeah. Yeah. And um, the NBA is supposed to be the next big thing, and that's the great thing. Game 7, I think, got 28 million people, whereas the Cubs final in Game 7 got 50. So... Everybody keeps talking about this. It's a theme I, I guess I come back to a lot. Is everybody keeps thinking baseball is dying, and it's not even close to the truth. Uh, and as a matter of fact, baseball plays five, six days a week. The NFL is having trouble getting one extra day in the week to get anybody interested. This is still getting, you know, I know, yeah. good ratings, but not to the level they were. And the NBA got a game rained out last night with water on the court in Philly. How does that happen? <laughs> well, he got to close those roofs, I guess. <laughs> Fix the AC. I don't know. You're, you're right. Baseball's there, and I think that's the reason that baseball got this g- agreement signed because they were trying to. They were catching a little bit of heat from the media, going, "Come on, you just had one of the greatest World Series ever, and you can't figure this deal out." And then miraculously, 24 hours later, deal done. They were smart. We they were smart enough to do that. So, oh, I guess one last thing. All right. Uh, what's your thoughts? We'll probably talk more about next week. Is the Baseball Hall of Fame? They're getting ready to to vote him in. I think it's what next Monday or two, some yeah. someday next week. And I'm not a big fan of 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 writers voting for like I, I never liked them voting in the AP poll and all the others I know Lebetard last year sold his to Deadspin yeah. to make a point and lost his his whatever it happens to be um, what are your thoughts on whether or not sports writers should be I, it is the Baseball Writers Association Hall of Fame but what, what are you thinking I think that the baseball writers I don't have a problem with it doing it but they have to realize that the that baseball needed some of those players that did some of those drugs that did some of those things and if they looked back and they see the people they voted in remember baseball writers used to look the other way covering the Yankees look used to look the other way covering, oh historically yeah, yeah for decades and decades I mean, with Ty Cobb and Babe Ruth and some of the things that happened to to the African-American players when the, when the, when 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 the integration happened oh absolutely I mean, so they look the other way. You know, I'm not telling them they don't look the other way. I've always said, here's the easiest way to put Pete Rose and all these people with, uh, with digressions into the Hall of Fame. Put them in the Hall of Fame without a ceremony. Hmm. The ceremony is what they like. They get up, they get their speech, and their right. family's there, and everybody cries. No, Pete Rose, you're going to be in the Hall of Fame. Here's your bust. Here's your plaque. Here's your whatever yellow jacket or whatever. I don't think it's yellow for the Hall of Fame. Right. But you're not getting a speech, and you're not getting it televised. To me, that's the even way to get it done. It's one. I, I don't know what the right way is. I, I think, I think Pete Rose, his, some of his stuff is in the Hall of Fame, uh, but um, 
you know, reading all the things that he had done with, you know, uh, with Bartlett Giamatti and the things he uncovered, I think his is maybe one. I, I have more of a problem with him if he actually gambled. Where, and I know steroids is cheating, but baseball is based around cheating. Go read books about the, the past. People holding people by their suspenders when the, there was no light. Yeah. People having spitballs. People trying to steal signs. Baseball, please. It's, it's a sport about how well can you cheat. Yeah. You know, in, in part. Amphetamines so, were, were legal so, for decades. Right, yeah. exactly. So I, I think that... I think that Clemens deserves to be in the Hall of Fame. I think that Bonds deserves to be in the Hall of Fame. M- maybe McGuire. And if you put them in, it, it's not like people have to go see them. You can go to the Hall of Fame and say, that's Barry Bonds, I'm walking away. Or have a wing that's the steroids error. Uh, yeah. And talk about that. And there's a lot of writers. It seems like it's coming around. And just like the personalities play such a big part. People, the fact if, if Barry Bonds and Roger Clemens weren't so prickly, Maybe they'd have a more chance. Although, yeah. although McGuire wasn't a prickly guy, he was, by all accounts, someone that was easy to come talk to. Yeah. Um, and 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 Pete Rose actually sort of is too. Yeah. And Pete Rose is kind of resurrecting his career a little bit. He's really good on that Fox Post Game Show. He was. Uh, and you know, I, he and A Rod both. Yeah. Oh, A Rod for sure. I mean, like A Rod's another guy who should be in the Hall of Fame. Yeah. And he's going to take forever to get in if he gets in. Oh, absolutely. He's well, not going to get in quickly. All right, we've covered it all. We will have two more shows before the end of the year, so keep uh, checking in at the WEIU website, and we'll have uh, this show plus two more before the end of the year. I'm Jeff. I'm Joe. Have a great day, everybody. We hope you enjoyed the sports media show with Jeff and Joe. Check back weekly for the next show. This is the sports podcast that talks about the media's coverage of sports.